Okay, what's going on, family? We're back for another episode of Expanding Culture with Kilo. I have a special, special guest in the building today with me, entrepreneur extraordinaire, Miss Yolanda Owens. How you doing, ma'am? I'm doing wonderful today. That is wonderful. great. That's great. Um, can we, let, let's just start with a quick intro of yourself. Who are you? Where are you from? What do you do? Hobbies, you know. Yes. Well, I'm Yolanda Owens. My nickname is Yogi. Been Yogi ever since birth. Um, from Atlanta, Georgia, from Adamsville, a little area called Adamsville in Southwest Atlanta. Uh, went to Harper High School. Have you heard of that? Um, my hobbies are gardening, hiking, and I just picked up a new hobby about maybe about two years ago. Where I've been self-teaching myself bass guitar. So I've been ex- enjoying that. But I am the founder of Ewe Fresh Farm to Skin Spa, which is located in Castleberry Hill in downtown Atlanta. It's amazing. And uh, I met you because I came to the spa. I had my services. My lady got me a Christmas gift. It was some good services. I chose the facial and the manicure. Wait, what? Uh, yeah, manicure, pedicure, and facial. Okay. My first time for a facial, so that was great. Your daughter actually took care of me on the manicure pedicure. Maya, oh, yeah. Maya yeah. is is a, is a jewel. She's wonderful. That's yeah. she actually has the same name as my daughter, same spelling. Oh, really? Okay, I like that. M A Y A. Hmm. Yep. So, so what is your professional background? I know you did something else before you got into gardening. And, and- yes, engineering was my my background. Okay. Um, I um, did engineering, started off as a as um, electrical engineering and went into systems engineering. And then when I left corporate, I was network engineering. But yeah, the background was in IT and engineering. That was my, my profession. Worked for several Fortune 500 companies uh, doing engineering. And okay. I left corporate America to, to pursue my passion. Okay. So, I don't want to breeze past that because I feel yeah. that's very important. Um, I don't want to get, I don't know if you want to say, if you can say, but like what, what era of America are we talking about when you were in this tech space in the engineering? When you say what era of America? I don't want to get the exact, I don't want to say, you know, what's your age? I can't say that, but well, I mean, <laughs> what, what, so what, when I was in engineering, it was really in the late 90s, early 2000s. Okay. okay. Which was a very interesting time, mm-hmm. you know, for female, for Black female engineers. Anybody in IT as a Black woman at that time was, was some very interesting times. Yes. Because it wasn't. Interesting yeah. Now. Yeah. So it is imagine. still interesting, but it's a little better. We do have more Black women in STEM that are moving through um, during that time. We were there, but it, it wasn't, it was just kind of breaking through during that time. So there was a lot of challenges that I faced during that time. Yeah. In a black woman engineer. Did, did you want to talk about it? Because that was actually one of my questions. Like, you know, how hard was it to navigate that landscape? Because the nineties was a lot different than right now. Some people probably don't even think about what a field might've been like before they got into it. You know, I work yeah. in tech now and there's not even a lot of black men or women in tech right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't imagine what it was like in 90, anything, even <laughs> early 2000s, what it could have been like. So how hard was it? 
and what type of things might you have seen at that time? Oh, you know, I think the biggest thing is just the equal, the equalness of women and men. Um, I think that, um, you know, I think still today and just by default, women just don't get the equal respect that they get, you know, in corporate America. And then in IT, it just drills down to another level. So being into engineering and IT and being a woman, you really don't get the respect. So I know for me, it was a constant, um, constant proving my, my worth, constant proving, you know, my value and my intelligence, you know, constant being challenged on how smart I am. And if I'm smarter than them, smarter, you know, and, and so you constantly, that's just a constant, constant battle that you, you, you constantly having to do, which, which I don't even know if I want to say as a battle because really it just forces you to sharpen your skill even more, but it's it, when you're there and the dynamics of it, it's not, it doesn't feel fair just because, you know, it's, you can see it blatantly that it's not being happening to your, your coworker or your counterpart. It's just, you have to show up in a different way. You have to show up and do your best always. I mean, always. And then as a black woman, you're challenged by, you know, there was times where if, if the system crashed or the network crashed, you know, um, and it was on my clock, it was very driven that, that I might've caused it, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) You know, just because it was under my watch and under my time, you know, so you'll get blamed for things that, that you didn't do just because of who you are, you know, just because of the trust level. So there was a lot of that. That's, that sucks. And I can imagine because before I'm a programmer now, but before I, you know, when I was in the military, I was in the Navy for a little bit and uh, you know, I was in a tech field in the Navy and I was one of few black people. And it's like, you would get that, that even in just random conversation where you might say something that to you was normal. And then one of the white counterparts might look at you like, oh, wow, that was actually smart. As if it's surprising to you. Oh, yeah. That I yes. would say oh, yeah. Yeah. Was- yeah. 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 You got like, oh, you that was smart. Like, like, wow, I can't believe that came out of you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's craziness. And I'm, you know, I'm talking about 2008. So I can imagine, like I said, I can't imagine what it was like, especially in the professional in the corporate world. It was probably, you know, they don't have federal government guidelines that they got to follow. So they probably acted crazy. Oh, yeah, this it was crazy. You know, and it goes from the top all the way up to the top, you know, but I did. I end up moving to the top level. Like I end up being um, senior manager, director and VP level, which end up being another challenge because I had I had engineers reporting to me, you know, people don't want to listen to women. And so, oh, they don't want to listen to women and then don't be black and then don't be a black woman that embraces your culture like me. Like I think this time I had probably an Afro, you know, I was always embracing my culture, my heritage through my hair. So, you know, that was another thing. I never did fit the norm. And um, I just always showed up as me. And I'm I'm grateful that I did do that because I didn't sell myself. I didn't sell my soul. To, to be a part of that, that group. I just always showed up. And I think that was where I got more respect because I showed up and I knew my stuff, mm-hmm. you know, I showed I like up as that. I was. I wanted to, um, I definitely wanted to make sure we touched on that because I want young black women to know going into tech that people before you went through it, you might go through it 
And if it's, it's a good thing that you have found something that you believe in, that you love to do gardening and you have your business and everything like that. But don't let these people run you out of there. Hopefully yeah. more of us in the building now can help you and make sure that these things don't happen to each other. You know, we can speak, especially like you said, you were unapologetically yourself. So hopefully we can, you know, now is more, might be a little bit more of us, you know, instead of there being one, there might be three in a building of 500, something like that, you know, but just make sure Absolutely. we check I up mean, on each other. Yes, I'm with you on that. I'm glad you're having that, this platform, because we really need to get that out. I spoke to some engineer group, engineer um, scholars today, young students, and basically that's what I told them. I mean, the thing about engineering, what I've learned is that it's a foundation, you know, um, it's a great foundation and it can be applied to anything that you do because even me doing eRefresh, you know, people say, oh, you did a 360, but really I didn't, I'm still engineering. I'm just in a different industry. So I'm engineer. I technically, I use all my engineering um, skills to engineer eRefresh, my spa. I mean, I'm, I'm constantly doing swim lanes, processes, systems, algorithms. That's how I build my, my business, you know, because that's the mindset that I have as an engineer. So I'm still doing those same skills, but just doing it in a different industry. So engineering is a great skill to have. I think it's a great skill because it's applicable on anything that you use. It's a great foundation and it's yeah, a good organization. That's great. And I'm going to get into later some of the success that you've been able to have in a tough area and a tough market too. So I, we'll get into that a little bit later though. But how did you transition though? So what was the transition from lead? First of all, have you ever been in Black Enterprise Magazine? I feel like they should write articles about people like you. Have you ever been <laughs> No, in there? not yet. Not yet. It's coming. Okay. I was in the New York Times, but I okay. haven't been in, in Black Enterprise, but I, I, I'm going to speak that into existence. Yes. Yeah, because like I'm, I'm a big fan of Black Enterprise, you know, shout out to the Graves family, everything like yes, that. Yes, I love that. I love them too. Yeah, yeah, I feel like your story is just, I mean, it just makes sense. You fit. Yeah, I'm on my way. It's, it's going to happen. Okay. So yeah. how did you transition from... I tra- You know, when I was in corporate America, I, I was doing my engineering, very successful, doing really great. But there was there was something missing for me. You know, like I was still like there was this little thing I was making great money, good job, just great. But I still was just not totally satisfied. I feel like I really was not doing my purpose, you know, and so I um, I struggled with that for a long time. You know, I, I mean, it was really a struggle, a challenge for me that I kept self-doubting myself on really wanting to do something, but I kept, you know, really was really stuck by a lot of beliefs that I had built inside of me, you know, that I felt like, okay, I'm successful. I'm here. I should just stay doing this because I made, you know, supposedly I made it to this poor part, but I wasn't satisfied with that. I wasn't. And so I just kept really, um, I, I had to really like break my old beliefs and really get true with myself. And I, I really, like I told the group this morning, I, I looked in the mirror and I asked myself, what is it that I'm afraid of? Like, what are you afraid of, Yolanda, to, to take this leap out into this entrepreneur land? And I think it was really just when I was true to myself about it, it was material things, house, car, all these things. And I was like, I can get that later. And so I just self-talked myself through that. And um, 
I decided that I'm going to step out. Now, before I stepped, you know, when I was in corporate, I started Ewe Fresh um, while I was in corporate America. I actually kind of stumbled across it because I was doing it because I was treating my son's eczema. Mm -hmm. And as I was treating my son's eczema, I reverted back to my grandma's home remedies um, when she treated my eczema when I was a little girl. And so I kind of went back to her recipes from her garden and then created my recipes to tr create my son Austin's eczema. And it just kind of got bigger and it grew. And then next thing you know, I've created eRefresh. And so I was literally an engineer and doing eRefresh on the side. <laughs> literally, I mean, I was like, putting out fires with routers and switches and over here, juice some carrots and mixing moisturizers, you know, all at the same time. And I asked myself, you know, do I, you know, if I really wanted to go full time with Ewe Fresh, I was going to have to like step out. I felt like I had to step out 100. I had to really just, just do it. And so I did, I, I turned in my resignation I told my boss I'm leaving and they they actually counted off of me and asked me to stay. But I knew that this was my time and I felt like it, I was felt so convicted in my heart that I had to go. You know, how you ever had that moment, that feeling where, you know, that you it's just time. It's time. It's just time. Yeah. Yes. You know, we've all had those feelings and that was that feeling for me. I, yeah. I time. That's that's amazing. Just. um. For reference, and I don't know if you want to say it, but how much money would you say you would have needed to save up to make a jump like that out of, out of, you know, working not as much you? as you think you need, you know, okay. I thought that I, I had it all planned in my head. You know, I had, I needed to make this amount of money. I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to do that. But when that spirit, when that voice came to me and said it was time, that was not the case. My bank account did not tell me that was time. But my spirit did. I had taken my 401k, which was really only about about maybe 15k. And I took that and put it into my and, and created my business. I mean, you don't really need as much as you think you need. I think mainly you need foundation. So you want to make sure that you're living below your means if you're making those jumps, that you're not living ahead, you know, more than what you you, you can afford. Right. You know, so you have to downsize, I think, your your way of living, you know, and I think you need to make sure you have your foundation, which is more like your website, your 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 basic, you know, your business fundamentals, your business. And then now with now it's so much easier because you got social media, you know, things are free, mm -hmm. you know, things are free. It just takes you. I think it really just takes passion. It just yeah. takes it takes a lot, a lot of passion. You know, somebody asked me today when I was speaking to the students, the engineering group, they were like, so when you jumped, one of the guys asked me, he said, when you, when you took that leap, he said, what made you not go back? <laughs> and I said, great question. I said, really, it's up to you. It's, it's up to you. I, I made a decision that when, when I took that leap of faith, that I was not going to look back as an option. Like I wasn't going back to corporate. I wasn't using that as an option. It was not an option for me. So because I was convicted on it, not being an option when times got hard, cause it wasn't easy now, it wasn't easy, but I just never, I just said, I'm not going back. I'm just going to figure it out, come up with different solutions and work through it, but do not go back. Yeah. 
What, what's your sign, if you don't mind me asking you? I am a Taurus. I have a okay. birthday coming up, April twenty seventh. Okay, so that's why that's why I'm getting the good the good energy because I'm a Virgo and Virgos and Tauruses we mix well, you know. Oh yeah, we do, we do. I get along yeah, with Virgos very well. Oh, your wife is a Taurus. Mm-hmm. She's a May Taurus. May Taurus, yep, early May, yep. Yes. I got my my early, my Maya, my daughter Taurus. My oh, sister, my grandmother, my aunt. What? I have a lot of Tauruses. In you're my just son. surrounded by Tauruses. Yeah, definitely. Wow. So you, okay. you've been taken care of then. <laughs> okay. So can you explain what Ewe Fresh, like for, you know, let's just give the rundown of Ewe Fresh because y'all got a cool business there. And I I was a little bit like, oh, I get to mash some, some stuff together and all this good stuff. So can you explain yeah. what Ewe Fresh is? What can you do when you come to Ewe Fresh? You know, all this good stuff. Yes. Yeah, so Ewe Fresh stands for well you know what it stands for because it's on your shirt it is what it is and because whatever it is that's what it is you know when I came up with that name I was like you know I wanted to create something that was true that was real that was authentic that was what it was and um I I was like I can't name it it is what it is (laughs) you know so what do I name it so I gave it the acronym of IWI and so I I kept calling it IWI and then when I was doing like shows and vendor shows I would show up and display my products people would come up and say Ewe Ewe so I was like okay Ewe it is so Mm -hmm. that's how it became Ewe but it always meant it is what it is and our logo means that we recycle from the earth back into the to your skin and Ewe, you know, what we do at Ewe, we partner with local farms and gardens here in the Atlanta area where we handpick all of our fruits and vegetables and herbs. We bring them back to the spa where we juice them, we mix them, we dehydrate them, and we make skincare recipes. And then we take those recipes and apply them to our spa services. So you get things like veggie facials, like what you got, mm-hmm. the veggie mani-pedi and herbal massages. And then we have our DIY bar. Or you can mix and make your own products. The interactive nature of that DIY bar is, is, is cool because then you get to, because first, when you, all right, so let me tell the people real quick. You go to Ewe Fresh and they give you a tour. That's the first thing. Yes. Right? They walk you around and it's not even, to, it's not even that large of a place, but it feels like there's so much to do in there. Like it's just like <laughs> there's stuff everywhere. You can buy plants, good, like you can see the plant right there. You can buy it. You can buy plants. You can make your own product that they use on your feet and your feet, right? You can mm-hmm. make the product that they put on your feet just to, to do a scrub and everything. There's like charcoal there, uh, turmeric, I think. There's just a lot of different things right there. Yes. At, at the DIY bar. Again, it's not that big of an area, but it feels like a lot, though, because it's really some. I mean, I don't go to spas often, but I never did anything like that. Right. Yeah. So you make the thing. They have, you know, back wall full of seats where you get your, your pedicures done. You know, these big, they feel like thrones to me, you know, <laughs> at that area. Then, you know, the manicure area, then across the way, facials and I'm guessing massages and you can buy T-shirts in there. Like there's just a lot going on and a relatively small area to me at the one location. You have two locations. Can yes, you talk about that second location you guys opened up? So the second location is a wellness. It's a a healing wellness space and it's a thousand square feet and it's a bigger, it's much bigger than, than the um, one in downtown, but it's more like a healing space in the community. 
Okay. So it's, um, you know, I don't know if you've ever been to Jeju. A lot of people go to I've been to Jeju, yep. But we call this the FUBU Jeju. <laughs> yep. And so the, the FUBU Jeju is for us, by us, with us. It's right smack in the community. You come in and when you walk into the double doors, that was my whole feel was that to give these double doors, when you walk behind those double doors, you're like, you're feeling like you're in a whole nother space a whole nother island so it's full of plants artwork on the wall the lights are really dimmed and it's really cozy it's a more zen space mm -hmm. and so in that space you come in you pay 50 dollars for general mission we give you your fresh fit you change into a robe and shorts and t-shirts and some little grip socks and you go into our locker room change clothes and then you can have access to our heated sauna uh, infrared sauna. We have um, a DIY body scrub where you can make your own scrub and then go into the shower with plants. It's like a rainforest shower mm. and, and do a shower. We have a juice bar. We have a lot of subleases. So I have several subleases in there. We have a juice bar. We have waste beads. We have Yoni steam. We have a multi-purpose room where you can do your own classes like yoga classes. You can teach classes or attend classes. We have um, a Himalaya salt room a plant therapy room. So kind of like a room full of just plants and you can go in there and journal and meditate. We have a little area that we call African, the African village where you can sleep. We have meditation pods. We have a hammock. We do body scrubs, reflexology. We have Reiki sound therapy and it's really cool. And then on the third floor, we're partnered with another company called Kindred Healing Center and they have a chiropractor and a acupuncturist and different type of modalities up there yeah that's amazing because i did my, my wife and my mom they like to go to jeju they they used to i say used to because now we know about even fresh but right they used mm -hmm. to go to jeju before the pandemic like you know periodically because that was a good relaxation spot but this was years ago how long has the one has that other we've just been open for about two years okay yeah so it was before that yeah. but mm -hmm. i would say the one time i went though it just it just it didn't give me the feel that I was looking for. It wasn't relaxing to me. It felt like a gymnasium that they just put a bunch yeah. of stuff in. I'm like, Jeju? Yeah, Jeju was probably too. I feel like, and then, and this is not, you know, I don't know another way to say it. This is not like a xenophobic type of thing, but I would rather be around like us. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Absolutely. it's, I don't feel like we should be uncomfortable saying that it's more comfortable to be around people you relate to. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. It's just a more home vibe. Mm -hmm. And that's what I needed more than to be in this large room, which is fine. They have good services there, but I yeah. just feel like I would have probably had a better because I told um, when I was telling your daughter, when she was doing my services, I told her mm -hmm. I've been to a place called Jeju before they have a, it's a lot bigger, but this felt better to me than that. And I yeah. was only, I was at your small location, smaller. Yeah. Location. Mm -hmm. I said, this yeah. is more for me than that big place was. Absolutely. That was what the ideal for me. It, it came to me, you know, a lot of my clients at E-Refresh would come and they were like, well, we're going to Jeju later. Friends are coming to town. So I kept hearing Jeju, Jeju. And then a lot of our clients would come to our smaller location and fall asleep and go to sleep. And I was like, you know what? It just came to me one day. And I was like, you know, we need to create something like Jeju, but on the south side of Atlanta for us and by us in the community. So that's when I, I ran into um, somebody introduced me to the owner of the building, which is um, Ali, the Ali's. It's um, Yusef and Omar Ali. They own, they actually own the building. It used to be an old church and a school. So it's by uh, two Muslim brothers, um, father and son who own the building. And I reached out to them 
looked at the place. And as soon as I looked at it, I was like, yep, this is it. So we went in, we renovated. And now they, the sanctuary side is a big event space, a beautiful high-end world-class event space right in the same building. So if you're looking for a great event space, that is the space. And then we brought in Black Coffee, the Black Coffee Company. So they're in there. So these brothers from LA came in and they are, they got the best coffee and tea. And so they're in the building as well. And then we have another black owned food company called First at Love Bite. Love at, wait, Love at First Bite. That's it. And they're coming in. They, they actually opening up, I think in the month of April. So it's really a great um, community um, ecosystem that has been built in that whole building by black owned businesses right there in Lakewood, in the community of Lakewood. That's nice. You know what's so weird? There's two black coffees. You, you have two locations by both of them. I've been following the black coffee by your Lakewood location. But yes. when, I, when I left out of your spa, I was like, oh, this thing is right here. Let me just go here. Then I realized later, this is not the place that I'm familiar with. Okay, so I'm assuming you know both. I do. I do. I mean, I knew the black coffee that's by Lakewood. I knew them way before because they they actually reached out to me before they even moved to Atlanta and they were doing black coffee in L.A. Okay. And so they were like, hey, we've been following Ewe Fresh and we heard about your location. We're interested in coming over to the Lakewood spot. And so they came over. We talked, Jamin and the whole crew talked with them and they created it. I didn't know about the black coffee over <laughs> by by Ewe Fresh. Right. I always only know about the black coffee at Lakewood. <laughs> so, you know, hopefully they That's can. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I met um, because I met the black coffee, the Lakewood one. I met them at this Invest Fest that they had uh, last August. They were there. So yeah, they clearly established they got their own beans. And they've everything. been established for a very long time, you know, yeah. way, you know, very long time. And they've been existing way before they even came to L.A. I mean, to Atlanta, yeah. you know, I and I mean, I was working with them because I I signed my lease like in 2018. And so they were I was talking with them in 2019. So. Mm -hmm. So we've been talking, you know, the black coffees, that black coffee in Lakewood has been existing since 2019, you know, before, well, they were before me, but I mean, that's the conversation we were having on bringing them there. So they've been around for a minute. <laughs> yeah, that, that was weird to me. I'm like, cause yeah. I, I was messaging with them and I said, I'm going to come by, but I went to the wrong one. So I know it. And I, I think that's something that's been happening, you know? And so, but it is what it is. Yeah. Okay. But I've been okay. knowing Jamin and his wife and his crew. They're like family to me. And uh, we built such a, we have, I'm so happy to have them as my neighbors over in Lakewood because we, we built some really great energy together. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, that's kind of going to lead me into my next question about how you did it. Because for anybody who doesn't understand Atlanta, Atlanta's real estate market is complete shark pool. It's craziness. It's hard to get anywhere. It's, if you want to be somewhere, it's hard to get there. You pretty much got to settle every single time, pretty much, right? But the location that you have, the Nelson Street location, right, is in downtown Atlanta, like walking distance to the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Mm -hmm. You almost can't beat this location, right? And you've been there for what, 15 years? 15 years. It was there way before the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Right. But at least the, the dome was there. The dome was there, yeah. Right. 
So you've been in prime real estate in a major city for this long. Yeah. It doesn't look like you plan on letting that go. And I wouldn't either if I were you. But yeah. how in the world have you, you survived a financial crisis? <sighs> early, you know, early 2010s or 08, you know, all that time period. And now I would say now you beat gentrification. You've been able to withstand them buying up everything to build parking lots and all this other stuff for the stadium. Like, how did you maintain? Because I know it had to be, had to yeah. get crazy at times. Oh yeah. It, it, it's gotten crazy. It gets crazy and it still gets crazy. <laughs> um, I think, you know, again, just staying true to who you are, not wavering, being consistent, you know, knowing your worth, uh, knowing your value, you know, mm -hmm. being able to, to serve with, with passion and love. Um, I think that's really what it is. And, and, and really, you know, for me, giving my credit to the most high, you know, I, I, I can't take my credit. I can't take all the credit. You know, I'm just a vessel. I'm just the one that has been given this task, you know, this project. And so, you know, E-Refresh, when I created it, it was always bigger than me always bigger than me, you know, and it still is, you know. And so I think, you know, being able to create businesses that you know that is bigger than you and that can serve the community and, and you stand in that proudly, I think you can't be moved when you're in that, when you have that mindset. You can't be moved, you know, so. That's deep. That's deep. Yeah. Because, man, they were, they were trying to, they were moving everybody out of that area, man. Yeah. I mean, I've seen it happen. You know, we talk about gentrification. We think it's on a more on a residential area, but it's in a business. It's business gentrification as well. Yeah. I mean, I see it happen. I deal with it on a daily basis. Still today, today, wow. you wow. know, it's, it's still happening. It's still happening. So, you know, it's, it's real. It's real. It's real. It's, it's truly real. And you just you got to just really know who you are. And, and staying true into it. I mean, I built Ewe technically from scratch, you know, from scratch. And, um, and this is, this is, this is what it is. You know, it takes a while. I think I tell people all the time, you know, anybody can open a business. Anybody can be a business owner. You know, that's, that's easy, but it takes a lot to, to build wealth and to build a brand. You know, because that's really what stays true and stays anchored and leaves a legacy is when you build a brand. And, and the brand is not easy to build because you have to be consistent. You got to stay true to what it is and you got to fight through so many things and storms and still stand strong. So, you know, and it, representation it matters because Ewe Fresh, I'll just say it for you. I don't know if you planned on getting into it. Ewe Fresh is on Nelson Street, downtown Atlanta. Right. Been there. What, what year did you open? 07, 08? Yep. Somewhere around there. I think 07. Okay. 07, 08. There's probably five or more other black businesses that like move right next to you. Yeah. There's a shoe store. There's. Versus uh, shoes. Yes. You have Let's give them a shout a out. Pet, there's a pet grooming store. We got there. Purple Heart Pet Grooming that just got moved Brooklyn over Tea there. Brooklyn Tea just opened up. Brooklyn Tea, Carrie and Jamila, who's there. And then we got Crucial Cuts, Dennis, who's actually two doors down from me. Dennis and I was there right around the same time. Okay. Dennis actually was there probably a year before me. 
Okay. And so Dennis and I have been like really like the true anchors on that block. We that block was a one way street at one time. You know, we've seen lofts go up across the street. I mean, yeah. we've seen businesses come and go, black owned business. And then we got um uh Salon Bougie, uh Snob Mob is there. right around the corner from you too. Snob Life is right there. We just got the New Orleans um restaurant that's right there we got a yoga studio that's black on right there and you know peter street we got off the hook carl now carl who's at off the hook barber he now he has been there since the age of time okay, okay. <laughs> he is the papa of the Castleberry hill carl booker is he's been there way before all of us on peter street but nelson street is newly developed and mm-hmm. uh and and um we me and um uh crucial cuts Dennis and I have been there. We've kind of seen everybody come and go, businesses come and go, all type of stuff happening. And but we're super happy with the new black owned businesses that just popped up, Brooklyn Tea and the Pet Store and Versus. We're excited to have them there. They got they full of energy. They all excited. So we're we're excited to have them on our block. And then we got next door to Iwi, we got a black brother who's franchising. Um, um, what is it? The, the the food place <laughs> the grit the place um Ooh. oh my god i can't believe i just went great dead on this you know it's a restaurant place. what's yes. it called i can't I'm, I'm 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 like having a moment here oh okay um you know it it's it's um they have it on tim street in piedmont they have grits and shrimp and grits and it's a line that flops around flying not- Flying biscuit, flying biscuit. Oh, flying biscuit. Okay, okay. I was gonna yeah, say flying biscuit. <laughs> so flying biscuit is gonna be on the corner of Ewe Fresh, and it's owned by a black guy who's franchising it. So we're excited about that. And then we got Fellowship Cam Newton, who's there, who's the cigar bar right around the corner there. Oh, really? So, That's where his uh, spot is at. Yeah, he's been there for about some years now. About oh, three wow. years. Uh-huh. I, you you know it's weird about that area because like I work I don't work too far from there right I go to local green sometimes I don't know if you're familiar oh Zach oh yeah that's my boy I met I met Zach he cars too yeah, I'm trying to get a, I try I got his phone number to get an interview with him but he had to go down to Orlando you know they're opening up a food truck at Disney so that's great I I know it I'm so proud of him yeah yes. the um but I I've, I was on that street your street I just I parked my car there just to sit and just. Take the city. I'm from a smaller city, so I like big cities. You know what I mean? Got you. Where you I just from? came down. I'm from Youngstown, Ohio. Okay. Actually, cool. um, the lady who owns Snob Life is from my hometown. Oh, how about that? Y'all yeah. homie. Now she's a she's a Mainly. powerball too, boy. She's beasted Mainly. out. Her business, she got great business savviness. Yes, Mainly. I love her yeah, business she's model. Serious. But um, I just came and just parked. This was like a while ago. My company just moved there uh 2020. So I just came and just parked on that street and just sat there. I don't know. Oh, wow. Someone brought me to that street. Huh. And I was like, dang, this is the same. Because I, after I was waiting on my services at, at Jeff's place, I walked around the block and I was like, oh, this is the same place. So, yeah, that's amazing, man. I, I love that um, y'all are the anchor and a lot of other Black businesses are feeling safe coming in there. They're like, oh, this is oh, the spot. Yeah. This is the place to oh, be. Oh, yeah. And we embrace them. We embrace them to come yeah. in and we support them all the way. You know, Ewe Fresh, I don't know if you know, but Ewe Fresh is franchising. We're, we're franchising our model. So our goal is to have Ewe Fresh is all over the world. 
We're excited about it. That was my next question. Actually, I was going to ask, where do you got, where do you want to be in 10 years? What's the goal for Ewe Fresh over the next 10 years? So franchise, is it next or is that just a longer term goal or is it next up? You know, I think the next goal for Ewe, you know, franchising is a component of it. And then we also have a nonprofit called Green Skin Girls and Guys, where we teach foster care children how to take care of their skin naturally at an early age to build their self-esteem. So that's another component that we really give back to the youth. Um, I think for Iwi is really building a a world-class um, wellness company. You know, I think we're more, we're bigger than just a spa. You know, it's more of a sustainable self-care powerhouse that we're creating, you know, an empire that builds that sustainable self-care. Mm. I think that's where we are. And so the franchise is one component of it. Um, just building education around it is really big, bringing in more type of education. Entrepreneurship, mentorship is, is another component of it. And um, workforce development is really big for us to be able to, to teach people in the community how to do these skill sets and make and allow them to get certified to do facials and manicures and pedicures and massages. Mm -hmm. So really just really bringing that component in. Yeah, that's amazing. How about products? Um, I know you have some creams and are you going yes. big with that? Oh, absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up. That's another piece. Our manufacturer, Ewe Fresh Farm Factory, is, is another piece that we're working on right now to take that more global. We got approved to go. We're in Whole Foods. So we're in about six local Whole Foods in Atlanta. And so we got approved to go south regional with Whole Foods. So we're working on our manufacturing distribution model right now so that we can go into all the Whole Foods south regional. And we're working with Target. We're also working with Target as well. So, um, yeah, we're, 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 we're on it. We're on it. I mean, y'all got the perfect business, honestly. And um, y'all would be considered OGs in this space because it's real popular now, handmade soaps and all that type of stuff. It definitely wasn't 15 years ago. It was not 15 years. It was not. So we have been staying true. I'm so glad because people wanted us to switch and go, you should do more acrylic in your spa. You should do this. You should do that. And I'm like, no, no, because then it wouldn't be Ewe Fresh. It wouldn't be right. what it wouldn't be what it is. So we, we stayed true to it. And I'm so glad that we did because, I mean, that's our belief, you know, our goal is to, and, and partner with farms too, the local farmers is a really big thing because we have so much food desert in our community. So really having a platform in that piece too, really, really working with these farmers and really being supportive. I, I love what y'all doing. Um, I say, I'm glad I caught you like before, you know, all the major because once the Breakfast Club have you up there, then I wouldn't have never got the, you know, I know, I know Earl Graves Jr. is about to be calling because this whole like food stuff going on already and Target conversations and all. Because once you get in Target, you know, people, people love Target. Oh, we, I mean, tell you, I just finished the Target's forward founding program. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Oh, my yeah. God. I recommend every entrepreneur to try to get into enroll into that target forward founding it's it's bigger than target it's like they teach you everything about retail manufacturer distribution and it's not just about target it's actually not even really about target it's about really you positioning your company to go in that space to be able uh -huh. to do mass retail because that's a that's a tough task when those big box companies call you and say look we got 300 yeah. stores in just this state alone or this region yes. We need you, you to gotta be ready. Up. Yeah. <laughs> fill them up by August. Can you do it? 
You got this much real estate in the shelf. You got to figure out how to manufacture it cost effectively and make money at retail. Absolutely. You got to be ready. And I think, you know, I think a lot of companies, that's why we, we've got approved to go South regional with Whole Foods. They've already approved us, our ingredients. We went through all the tests and we're, we're in, um, we're in six, but we can go more, but I'm like, we're not ready just yet. So we're trying to get our, our manufacturing and our distribution systems, you know, in place before we say yes. So, and I think that's important for entrepreneurs to, to really know and understand that you, you gotta be ready. So, you know, just because it comes and it presents doesn't mean you got to take it because then it can mess your brand up and you can crash and burn, you know, so it can really set you back in a bad way. So you really just got to understand when you do have to say no sometimes. I do like to ask, and I don't even know if you feel like answering it, but I just feel like I should ask, how do you feel about mergers and acquisitions? You know, somebody will come knocking. As soon as they see it on the shelf, <laughs> they're going to come. Okay. How do you feel about it? You know, I've, I've, I've been asked that question multiple times. Um, I don't know. You know, I think that it, it could be good depending on the alignment. I think that it can't be always just about the money. It's got to be the alignment of the integrity of your brand and what you stand for. You know, for me, it's about that. It's about just really the alignment, you know, the alignment. Because I don't want to, I wouldn't want to put all this work into the brand of Ewe, and then I merge our acquisition with someone else that turns it into something totally different. You know, I would want Ewe Fresh, if it's going to be an acquisition or merge that's going to elevate Ewe and keep Ewe to stay true to his brand, but make it bigger and massive and take it out, then I'm open to that. Nice, yeah. nice. I will just say I was a big supporter of Sundial. I don't know if you're familiar with Sundial. They own Shea Moisture. They own, um, you know, Heritage, the soap. And when they sold it, you know, Unilever, that hurt me a little bit. I'm not going to lie. You know, because I was a big supporter. You know, I would go into the, the local beauty supply store and buy 10 of these bars at $6 a piece. You know what I'm saying? I would, that was my so stuff. What, what happened? And that's, that's, I'm glad you brought that up. So when you said you were hurt by it, did it change the product? You know, it's, you know, it's crazy. It actually doesn't seem like it changed, honestly. So it wasn't, I think it was so much more of a, I knew that that company was so big, they could have competed. Yeah. With what they had, you know what I'm saying? Because currently we don't have any massive, black yeah. owned, you know, yeah. beauty, you know, health yeah. and beauty companies yeah. because they get to a certain point and somebody throws a, a billion yeah. dollars because they were huge. Like this is yeah. a billion dollar company. Shea yeah. Moisture is everywhere now. So every yeah. Walmart every is everywhere. Yeah. They were huge. And I felt like they had the most shot to be able gotcha. to keep the company. You gotcha. know what I mean? Because yeah. I, know, I, I, you know, I feel what you're saying. It's, it's more of a, like a, just, you know, I get it, you know, really, just really staying true to this, having a black owned company that can grow into that level. Right. Like we that. had yeah. one, like, you know, and there's more can come up, you know, you got still got yeah. Carol's daughter. I don't even know if Carol's daughters might have sold too. a lot of them actually yeah. sold around that same time. Mm -hmm. So it's like, man. I feel what you're saying. And I, I get it. I get it. You know, and you never just, you never know until you get to that point. But yeah, for me, I, I would say, I don't see Ewe fresh, you know, I don't know. I just, you know, I'm, I'm so in love with Ewe and, and it's my baby. So I just, I don't know. But like you said, I'm open to release it, but it's, I wanted to, I'm like you, I would love to see it released 
and just get bigger and build its own empire within itself, you know? Right. right. Yeah. I will say, and I, let me make sure I say this right, because I'm not knocking him for selling because I've never even fathomed being in a position where somebody's throwing your billion dollars for something you built from scratch. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's a whole different thing right yeah, there. Yeah, because when you're in that position, you don't, you just, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. it's hard right. to just turn down certain things, yeah, especially if really they is. let you keep your model in place. Where Yeah, I was going to say, because we don't know all the dynamics behind it. And it sounds like, like you said, they are, they stayed true to the product. So right. the product was still there. So uh, maybe that was part of it was like, we'll take it, but we want to keep our, our integrity of our product. You know, years ago, I had the pleasure of meeting um, Dick Gregory mm. and um, he came into Ewe Fresh and, and we talked and he told me, he looked me in the eyes and he told me, he's like, listen, <laughs> he said, you got something great, big, major. He said, do not sell it. Mm. Do not let the other people, I ain't going to say the words he said, because you know, <laughs> Gregory was wrong mm. with it, okay? He said, <laughs> do not let them take this from you. He did say that to me. He And I always remember what Dick Gregory said to me. You know, he always, he said that to me. It was so clear. So I always hear his words in the back of my head as Ewe grows and gets bigger. Yeah, Dick Gregory is a good, good person. Good yeah. Group. And he talks straight to it. Like, I wish I could have met him. Yes. Yeah. I, I didn't mean to, you know. No, no. But I mean, it's still, we dialogue. That, um, that, that uh, sundial thing, I was like, man, we had one. But we got more, though. And I'm Ewe yes. Fresh going the brick and mortar route is, is, is real smart because we really don't have, there's not even, I feel like there's not even a whole lot of, like, good non-Black-owned spas out there like that. That's you know, toxin-free. That's right. toxin-free. That's it's really not raw. natural. You know, green. Yeah. Good fit. So I feel like that market is, you know, that's one where you can kind of dominate it once you start. Yeah. Yeah. So we just need people. We got a. we have a information session April 24th at 630 Eastern time. It's going to be a Zoom call and we will have a live at the spa downtown. Um, So just stay tuned. Follow us on Instagram. Get our notifications, our Facebook so you can get the Zoom link when it comes out so that you can have some opportunity to be person to own a franchise. Be a franchisee. Be refreshed. That's going to be amazing. Do y'all have a target location y'all would like to see one pop up first? No, you know, I, I don't. I just kind of, I'm just excited to see where the first one's going to pop up. You mm. know, I can <laughs> I'm excited. That. We can go all over. We can go anywhere. So not just Atlanta. I feel like New York City is already primed for a business like this. Like, that's perfect. I was going to say New York because mm. when we do our demographics and our analytics we have most of our people in Atlanta and New York. Yeah, you know, I can, we, I can we have see a that. Huge following in New York. Yeah, New York is already just built for that type of vibe because they do a lot of natural. Because they have yeah. a lot of people from the islands and Africa. Yeah. they already vibe with that with the natural. I think we have so many cities. We have a young lady who's interested in Seattle. I think Seattle, California. I think we just. I think Colorado. I just feel like we can do well in a lot of places. I think we can do well, you know, creating that sustainable self-care just all over the world. I'll tell you who needs this business the most. Las Vegas, because there's no green in Las Vegas. Oh, really? They need they need Ewe Fresh like now. They need a massive one. (laughs) They need a 7,000 square foot. Hopefully you got a listener that is in Las Vegas that's listening, that is interested in being an Ewe Fresh franchisee. That would be awesome. 
they definitely need some trees <laughs> and plants out there. All right. Well, you already pretty much answered. So I'll say, where can they find you? What's the name of the Instagram, the website? You know, where yes, can they find so you? You, you can find us at ewefresh.com. That's our website. And that's IWI Fresh. And that is our same social media handles everywhere. Our Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube. It's all IWIFresh.com. So, you know, check us out. I appreciate you for doing this with me. Um, also, dang, I, you guys had some tiny desk concerts. Oh, 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 oh my dog. Oh, he didn't like that. Brought up tiny desk. Somebody was outside. I think the oh. package got dropped on the front porch. <laughs> you guys had a tiny, had some, so tiny desk, some tiny desk concerts at your um, place. Yes. I heard Ari Lennox was one of them. Yes, we had Ari Lennox show up. Oh my God, and her energy was amazing. She did a um, Grammys um, performance, like she did a, a pre-recording Grammys thing with mm -hmm. uh, Mastercard at our spot. Then she came back and did a Tiny Desk, um, black and white. With um, I can't think of the guy's name, but she did this whole thing, um, Tiny Desk. And then, um, hopefully, and I think we may have. I don't know if you know Baby Rose. Mm -hmm. But um, she's a she's an artist here in Atlanta, just doing some amazing things. So she's looking at doing some video with us at um at at the locations at both locations. So that's amazing. Yes, that's amazing. and then we got an event this Wednesday night. Come and check us out. Um, tomorrow, tomorrow yeah. night at the Oasis. Doors open at seven thirty. But we're doing Peace and Music Fest. I'm working with a young lady. Her name is Lola, and we're collaborating, and we're going to have acoustic vibes mm -hmm. in our space. So come and check us out. Yeah. You said the Oasis location. Like the Oasis location, yeah. At um, Doors open at 730. It's just $10 a ticket. You can buy them online or you can buy them at the door. I appreciate that. Oh, thanks again for joining me, man. You got such a great story. You got your business is amazing. I love the business. Now. I love yes. seeing people apply knowledge from other seemingly other fields into yes. different spaces. But really, it all connects, though. It That's all connects. It, it yeah. all connects. All right. I appreciate you. Enjoy the rest of your day, please. All righty. Thanks for having me. All right. Thank you. Peace.